Okay, change agents, thank you for joining me today. And remember, there's someone in your community that is waiting for the programs and services that you provide, and it is your responsibility to make sure you get it right. Until next time, have a great day. And um, invite other people who you know need to hear this information as well. So we're talking about annual evaluations in any business. It doesn't matter if you're a nonprofit, a social enterprise, or just a regular for-profit product-based business. You need to do an annual um, evaluation on your business. Um, Often, because you're busy, you're trying to make the money, you will just go ahead and just do business as usual, day after day after day, not really stopping to see what's happening in the business. And every year you need to stop, take some time, a day, maybe two days, do like an employee retreat. Or if you're a single entity business, stop for yourself, look through your books, look at how your, um, your sales are progressing. Um, where you're getting most of your traffic from, um, what type of impact or awareness you're having on the audience that you're trying to um, get in connection with. Right. And I mean, I think that what we miss because it's, it's, it's not the, the, the money generating thing, you know, it's like, okay, we got to get here, we got to get this work, we got to get this money. Sometimes we'll find ourselves doing work for months or even years not really making a difference, not even really generating revenue, and, not, and having, having stopped and realized, hey, this is not working. And that's what evaluation really is to me, is to uh, the points where you stop and you decide, is this working or not? Um, you know, in nonprofits, I like to talk about formative evaluation a lot, what you do before you even get into the nitty gritty of your work and your programs. What do you do before that? Your needs assessments and things to really even figure out whether what you're wanting to do is necessary, even before you get started. Because sometimes we just, like Tracy just said, sometimes we're just doing it. And I, I always say, don't. We're not Nike over here. We don't just do it. Right? We just we just don't jump in and do stuff without figuring out whether or not this is the right thing to do. Of course, you know, there's going to be trial and error in a lot of things. But when you have evaluation plans in place it reduces the error. We all, we're okay with the trial, but we want to reduce the error as much as possible. Right. And a lot of times in your business, like we like to talk about in nonprofits, especially you're creating activities, activities that do not um, equal to data that don't equal to funding. Right. And whether it's in your nonprofit or your social enterprise, you can get, like Ty said, caught in a trap of where you're just doing things, not realizing those things that you're doing is actually just busy work. And they're not making any type of impact on your business itself. So if you ever find yourself to be like extremely busy, like you cannot find a time, you're always going, 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 you really need to stop and figure out if those things that constantly make you go are actually income generating activities? Are they impactful activities? Do they correlate back to your mission? Because we could be busy all day, every day, but unless those activities are generating some type of impact, whether it's financial, it's awareness, it is um, partnerships or helping through your mission, then you're just busy for busy sake. I like to call it just being noisy and not actually creating any um, true impact. Yeah, and I think, you know, we're in the year 2020 is ending. I think this is a time to just look back, you know, kind of kind of retrospectively and, and, and 
make some decisions about how you're going to move forward with the valuation, whether yes. or not what you're doing is really making sense. If you're if you're doing just if you're even trying to sell products and services, if you're if you're implementing programs, is that really creating or generating the revenue that you hope that it will generate? Are you really operating in your mission? Going back to things as simple as your mission statement and taking a look at it. You know, what did I say we're going to do? What what are we supposed to be doing right now? You know, in our organization or in our business right now, and and is that happening? If it's not happening, um, what kind of adjustments do I need to make? Even things like that are forms of evaluation. So a lot of people get scared, Tracy, about evaluation because they think about numbers, they think about math, they think about statistics, and they're like, oh, we can't, I can't, we're not going to do this evaluation thing because it's too hard. But there are simple forms of evaluation, especially um, when you're just trying to figure out whether or not you're, you're creating the right process. And when you're getting into things like impact and outcome and you want to do these um, you want to measure whether or not you've been successful. Having things like objectives and goals in place will help you with evaluation. Again, sometimes we just do things and we don't have, we don't know. We're just kind of doing it cold and we're just wanting to go out and say, hey, let's do this. And don't really know what we're measuring. So you want to make sure you have goals and objectives in place. Right. Not only that, too. And I agree with everything that you say, but you also need to think about your systems and processes. Right. I'm a system and process person. I like to see how things are done and the process in which it's done, because, again, it goes back to you could be using apps that um, you're paying for every month and you're really not utilizing them. That's money down the drain, right? <laughs> There's so many things because a lot of people don't even know because it comes out in automatic payments. They don't even realize what they're paying for. That is part of your um, yearly internal evaluation process for your business is sitting down and reconciling your accounts, seeing what has been going out, see what's coming in. Because we know a lot of people don't do their monthly um Profit and loss statements, right? And then we sign up for these little things like maybe an email, um, something here or something to help with our podcast here or something to help with something else, you know, like um, project management systems. We just have a lot of systems behind the scene that we use to run our business. But if it's not running or doing what you want it to do effectively, that is something you need to take stock of as well. And maybe you need to let it go or find something better or find something cheaper. So that is part of the evaluation process as well. Yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying when you're talking about <laughs> the systems and apps and stuff. And you know, one thing that I have been guilty of, you know, in the past is buying stuff, right? I'm like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I need that. I want that. And knowing, you know, perfectly well, I wasn't even going to put forth the energy to use it. Like, you know, right, exactly. And then I'm like, oh, it just sounded all nice and, and, and great. You know, think about the gym membership. I remember buying the gym membership. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it. when I had my second baby, he is a well, he'll be 12 years old in January, right? Mm -hmm. I bought this gym membership the February of the year that he was born. And I that the, that was the first day I stepped foot into that gym and the last day that I stepped foot into the gym. And how and long I did you pay for it? For nine years. Oh, right? no. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's ridiculous, Ty. That is ridiculous.
I still updated it for this. For this, for this. Okay, I thought I was bad. I paid for gym memberships for a year <laughs> and be like, okay. For nine years. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. You beat me by far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, we talked about the financial systems. Um, another thing that I want to talk about when doing your annual evaluation is your competitive analysis. You should be evaluating your competitors on a yearly basis. You should know what your competitors are doing, how they're doing it, why they're doing it. That's how deep into your competitive analysis you need to go. And not because you're going to try to take them out. This is not like a dog eat dog world. It's knowing in order to be competitive in your marketplace, you have to know what your competitors are doing. Even if you're working with them, you have some type of collaboration, you still need to know what they're doing because you need to know how to position or reposition yourself in the marketplace. And the only way to know how to do that is to analyze your competitors. And when you're doing your competitive analysis, I usually tell people to look at about five to seven different people who are doing the same or organizations that are doing what you're doing or similar to what you're doing to really get a good cross section of what's going on in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And it, it helps you to keep up with the trends. You know, I, I tell a lot of nonprofits, like, sometimes things change, funding trends change, right? Things about your priority population and who you serve change. Things about your consume, your customers and what they want change. So what happens if you're stuck in 2009 trying to serve a population or trying to attract clients for something that was good in 2009 that is no longer the thing in 2021 or 2020? What did you do? You know, so if you don't do if you don't evaluate, you lose because your customer, you're not going to be able to, to sell your product. You're not going to be able to I absolutely agree with that because that happens a lot. Trends tend to change pretty quickly. And I think 2020 is a good representation of trends changing, right? Because um, there hasn't be, been so much money, at least not that I can ever remember, around for-profit businesses and especially social justice issues. So that is a trend that definitely changed in 2020 based on all of the different aspects and things that happened in different states. So um, if your mission was closely aligned to something that was um, related to social justice, but you could never find funds to, for it, this would have been a year to really hone in on the social justice aspect because of the funding av uh, availabilities. So that's one one of the things that an analysis can help you with. And I mean, it's, it's great that you mentioned mission in the same sense as trends, because I didn't want to give people the idea that you should just jump around every change, you know, mm -hmm. every bad, you know, whatever. But you want to keep in line with your mission, and then you know, look at the trends. You know, how does my mission fit into what is happening right now? How does this relate to what we're doing? How do we pivot? And we've heard that term a lot with this COVID thing. How do we pivot um, and keep up with the trends at the same time, keeping in line with our mission? Right. And yesterday we talked about pivoting when we talked about um, doing your annual report. And that was part of the, the annual reporting is telling about how you were able to pivot and keep your organization, keep your business afloat 
through this pandemic because we know so many businesses have closed. Um, understanding what you did and how you do it and whether what you did and how you did it is sustainable is a good aspect to focus on in your annual review of your company. Right. Um, so another thing that we want to um, to focus on when we're doing our annual review is our business goals. Right. What are your goals and objectives? And like you talked about earlier, Ty, was whether or not your goals and objectives were met. And if they weren't met, you really need to sit down and analyze why weren't they met? What was the, what were the obstacles that prevented you from meeting these goals? So are you going to put these goals back on the table for 2021 or are these goals and objectives not attainable at all? What do you need to do in order to pivot to make them um, successful or do you just need to take them off the table altogether? You really need to dive deep. Go back through your goals and objectives. And when you're doing your goals and objectives too, you shouldn't have more than three to five goals and objectives. The more is not the merrier. <laughs> the least is the merrier. You have to make sure that whatever it is that you set, you can handle and achieve with the, st yeah. with the capacity that you have. Right, and capacity. I mean, that's, that's a huge, huge, huge word as well. I think now getting into the new year, setting those goals early because we kind of forget about it. We kind of get our, we get our business plan together whenever we start our business and we never revisit it. <laughs> we never think about it sits on the, on, the, on the shelf and it collects dust. We never think about what our goals are. We never think about our objectives again. But, you know, doing this thing, not just every year, but have a month in review. Every, every month, have a month in review to figure out whether or not you're meeting your goals and you're reaching your objectives as you work toward fulfilling your mission. And you don't have to be a nonprofit organization to have a mission. Every business should have a mission. 100%. 100% correct. Every business needs a mission, every single business. And then you said something that I really want to piggyback on um, is that every month you should be doing some type of formative assessment of your business goals and objectives every single month. If you do this on a monthly basis, then doing your annual evaluation will be so much easier. OK, but every month you need to reconcile your accounts. You need to um, check and see how many sales, how many customers you've brought in, what contacts you've made. Write yourself a report, even though you're not reporting to a boss. I think if a lot more people treated their businesses like they were employees of their businesses, you would be a lot more successful because then you are holding yourself accountable to the business itself to do things correctly. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Where we we needed to find our place. We were work. She was working with nonprofits. I was working with nonprofits. I got tired of working with nonprofits, <laughs> right? and I was like, okay, I need an out. 
Like, really, where do I want to focus? I just don't want to work with nonprofits the way I was working with them anymore. And I found, I sat and I did an evaluation of my business and I found that I was working with a lot more for-profit entities than I was with nonprofits. And the for-profit entities that I worked with had a deep-seated social cause. Um, and this was over maybe a seven year span, but I wasn't doing a constant evaluation to figure out that's what was happening. My business was automatically pivoting on its own and I didn't even realize it. And once I realized what was happening and I was able to focus in to find my niche, which are social enterprises and social entrepreneurs, my business took off like it just blew up. And I think what Ty was the same thing when she, once she niched down to really the core group of nonprofits or type of nonprofits that she wanted to work with, her business exploded as, as well. Like crazy. And I'm like, have <laughs> done this in yes. 2013. <laughs> really? I mean, and having that month to month assessment is what did it. Just kind of yes. identifying where do I feel my happiness? You know, when I'm working with this client or that client, where does my mojo really kick in? You know, and I didn't even think about the fact that that was evaluation, but it was. You know, where does this kick in? I'm, I'm in my happy space when I'm right here. So let me focus on this audience um, more than that audience. I believe that audience is on all together because they're draining me dry. I'm about, I'm about to die over here. And, and that's when it happened, Tracy, really. That's what yeah, happened. like they like to say, <clears throat> all money is good money, but really and truly all money is not good money. You have to determine you're in business because you want to be happy. You want to have a certain quality of life. So in order to achieve that, you have to find where your happy place is. What type of customers can you work with? Make the money and not get stressed out because if you're stressed out, it's not worth it, right? Because you might as well go back to your nine to five. So that's part of the business assessment. And then we get to the best part that I love. Doing a strategic plan, every business, a nonprofit, a social enterprise, a regular for-profit, product-based or service-based business, you need a strategic plan. That is where it is. That is your bird's eye view of your year in one document. And it helps to keep you accountable because your strategic plan has who's doing what, when it's supposed to be done, what is the benchmark for achievement of that goal, and um, then how you move on to the next thing. So make sure you sit down and create a strategic plan. If you cannot create a strategic plan for the whole year after you've done all your evaluations, you've sat down, you've done your internal evaluation, you see what worked and what didn't work in your business, at least do a strategic plan for Q1. Mm-hmm. It will change the the trajectory of your business completely. Exactly, and and knowing what you're making realistic benchmarks, so you can know whether or not you've accomplished um whatever it is you set out to do. Sometimes we and, and think about what your capacity is currently. So when you're setting these goals and you're and you're creating your benchmark, do that based on what you have, your resources that you have and work toward reaching these goals based on that. And as you add, you'll see that they start to grow. So as the year goes along, then your goals should change. The amount of money you're trying to make each month should change. The amount of people you're trying to serve should change because you're meeting these benchmarks. It's like you're collecting, you know, like the the Mario Brothers. I have two boys and they have like the little coins. You know, you're, you're collecting these coins along the way. 
um, as you're carrying out the your 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 goals and your processes for the year. But make sure that the benchmarks that you set, those milestones, you celebrate them because mm-hmm. sometimes when you're like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to make ten thousand dollars this month and I only made nine thousand nine, so sad, right? But celebrate what you celebrate the small stuff, and once you start doing that, you'll get more energy to move forward. Yeah. So let me give you an example. Like I wanted a computer that costs like $2,000 for my business and I can be a little cheap sometimes. Right. (laughs) So I was like, I set some goals for myself. If I meet this amount of income in my business by this time, then that's how I'm going to reward my business. Right. So I reward my business by buying the computer that I actually need. But if you sell like those, if you, you set those types of benchmarks for yourself, your personal goals and your business goals, it would make you more motivated to actually achieve them. And you'll take the time to really go back and, you know, have a checklist as to whether or not you did actually achieve those goals. So I think that's all we have for like, you know, doing your internal um, assessment of your business on a yearly basis and then starting that planning process for uh, 2020, 2021. Oh my gosh, we want to get over 2020. So 2021. So um, we have three people in my audience right now. Does anybody have any questions, um, comments? If you do have something, you can raise your hand and ask to become a speaker and we'll answer them for you. I see someone. Is it Tasia? Hi. Yeah. Hi, Tasia. Oh, good. Hi, ladies. Yeah, my name is Tasia. Um, I'm a little late in your room. Um, like, this is my first day, so I, I was bouncing around and I seen the the title that looked interesting. So I don't know. I don't know what I missed, but um, I'm kind of just here to listen and chime in. I guess when I when I can, I suppose. But yeah. I'm Okay, change agents, thank you for joining me today. And remember, there's someone in your community that is waiting for the programs and services that you provide, and it is your responsibility to make sure you get it right. Until next time, have a great day.